podcast not affiliated with any particular 12-step or recovery program. However, you may hear us mention them. My name is Jason, and I'm an alcoholic and addict. My name is Chris, and I'm an alcoholic and addict. My name is Ben, I'm an alcoholic and addict. And welcome back to Sober Solutions Podcast. Tonight is episode 18. And before we get into the episode, I just want to thank all the listeners. We just looked at some of our statistics, and we have reached 1,000 listens and plays in 10 different countries. So I just want to take the time and say thank you to each and every single one of you for supporting us as we go through our journey on this podcast. It has been an exceptional journey. And I know that I can speak for Chris and Ben and Matrix here that we are very, very appreciative and our hearts are filled with gratitude. And we have been using this podcast to help our own journey through our first year of recovery. We hope that you as our listeners have gotten something out of it as well. And tonight we're going to be talking about service and how service keeps us sober. And I think this is a perfect topic for tonight. You know, doing the podcast and and working with you guys has been service for me. Um, You know, for me, service in sobriety is being able to stay active. It's taking action in recovery. It's, you know, doing things that advance my recovery forward, that keep me away from that drink and a drug. And there are other parts of service that I could get into, and I might in a little bit later, but... You know, I want to hear from you guys first tonight. What does service mean to you and, and what do you do for service? The, you know, for me in 12 step, it's carrying the message to other addicts and alcoholics. And I can do it in a number of ways. It's a beautiful thing that I didn't really understand at first. Um, I kind of dreaded it because it was one of those things that, you know, you're told uh, never say no and if your sponsor suggests it, just do it. And for me, that was like a very big anxiety thing. Like, oh my God, like what's going to be so bad about getting into the service? There's nothing bad about getting into service. It's, uh, like I said, it could happen in many different ways. Texting somebody else in recovery, picking up the phone when they call, um, doing this podcast. It's, there's just, there's so many ways to, for me to get into service. And I think the thing that I enjoy the most is finding new ways to do that. And, you know, it's funny when you were talking, when you were opening up, Jason, you were talking about, you know, this podcast has been service. And I know that we've, I've definitely mentioned that before, but it doesn't feel like service. It doesn't, this, this feels fun. This is not a, you know, it's not something that I have to really think about in terms of service, but if one addict listened to this podcast and got something out of it, then that was service. And, you know, we could do a billion episodes and, you know, the only thing is that, you know, we reached one person, but yeah, no, there's there's a couple other, you know, topics that, you know, we'll, I'll get into uh, service projects that, that I've uh, touched on, but I want to hear from, from young Christopher first. Yeah. For me, I think, um, what I've learned is that for me, service is kind of selfish. Uh, you know, when you're drinking or drugging, all your energy is focused on using or maintaining or whatever it is. And through service, 
I see, I personally think service is fun and fulfilling and it's about finding yourself again and you find new activities that you enjoy. And, you know, service for me is not just the, you know, local food bank, but it's calling up, you know, your new friends, your new sober friends and meeting up and playing basketball. And that that's helping, that's helping them. It's helping you, uh, you know, things that I do on a daily basis is every time I travel to and from work, I'm constantly calling people. And that's, that's about an hour or two hours a day that I'm just talking to people in recovery, not necessarily any specific program, but that's like probably the biggest piece of service that I do. Um, additionally, I meet up with a lot of people. I mean, unfortunately, you guys, you three, uh, you live pretty far away from me. And, you know, Ben, I've golfed with you. Uh, but, you know, since rehab, we ha- I haven't met, met up with Jason or Chris, unfortunately, which that'll change. But, you know, just life gets in the way. But this podcast gives me that um, outlet to see you guys each week, to talk to you each week. So for me, service is selfish. And it's, it's the thing that's kept me sober the most over these past uh, eight months. You know, one of the things that I just thought of now in talking is that we've been able to maintain this connection um, through this project. And I don't know how much we would still speak uh, if we didn't have this project going. And I know the three of you are big influences in me and for me in recovery. And, you know, it's interesting because you guys are a, a connection to the reminder for me of what it was like. And I, I think back on that, the time in rehab, uh, fondly, you know, for the good times, but there was a lot of, there was a lot of turbulence. And so it's weird in a way, I guess I, you know, this podcast kind of reminds me every week that like, Hey, these three saw you at your lowest. Like, so you guys are a reminder of me or or a reminder for me that like, I can't get too far away from it. I don't, you know, and you know, that's one of the, one of the easiest, the largest pitfalls that it, you know, in, in recovery is forgetting what the bad times were like. And, and so for me, it's, it's, I, it might come off as a little insulting that you guys remind me of the bad times, but in the best way possible. Well, I, I agree with you. And, you know, for as appreciative as I was of rehab, I never want to go back. So, you know, it's it's that bittersweet kind of memory. And, you know, the two of you have already brought up some some really great things. You know, um, Chris, to touch on your point that service is selfish. I, I agree with that because I'm a, a big, big advocate for saying I have to be selfish in my sobriety and I have to do the things that I need to do. And service is a big part of that. You know, um, I, I do a lot of service. I am the general chair of a meeting. I co-chair another meeting. We work on this podcast together. I have three sponsees. I'm constantly reaching out to newcomers. Um, and, you know, Ben, you kind of mentioned that you you do service work. What are some of the specifics that you do? So, you know, I, I, I do have one sponsee. He's, he's behind the mic. 
or he's behind he's behind the screens the scenes i should say um you know and i'm still learning how to be a sponsor and i you know i, I can't say how much i appreciate you know matrix you know for being uh willing to to you know it's a journey for both of us uh but that's one of the things one of the biggest lessons that i'm learning is is how to be a sponsor um but you know, there's you know one specific thing that I, i've just gotten into recently and you know this new opportunity has presented itself at, at my place of work and um some you know i can't remember if i've actually mentioned um, but I, I, I work in, we'll say public safety for a town in central Jersey. Um, and, you know, there is a real lack of recovery awareness in, um, you know, any sworn profession, law enforcement, EMS, fire department, you know, and, you know, I've been there for 17 years and we've lost three individuals who've been fired for, uh, substance misconduct. And, you know, this, a, a new, new administration has come in and kind of stressed the mental health side of it. And so in an interview, uh, with, the, um, the new director, I shared that I was in recovery and, you know, because, you know, I think that it, you know, there need the stigma needs to be dropped everywhere. Uh, but I don't think there is a more, uh, pressing need for it than in public safety, because, you know, and I was a victim of it. And I, and, and again, I'm, I'm not, a, you know, I'm not a sworn uh, officer, I'm a civilian. Um, but for me, I couldn't have a problem. I, you know, because I, I, of where I worked, like that was just, you know, that was such, such a hangup. And, and to the point where, you know, drinking never really affected my uh, work, because I, I never drank on the job. I, you know, it, and I always used to think that that was one of the things that made me not have a problem because I could control it right then. The fact that I was even working it or uh, working alcohol around anything else was a sign that it was a bigger problem. But so that's one of the like the the big service project that I'm I'm diving into now is, uh, and I've spoken to my sponsor about how to do it, um, and and the program I work there's a element called CPC, which is the Community for Pre uh, Cooperating in Professionals Community. I think I'm messing the acronym up. But it's essentially, uh, you know, working with um, my local intergroup and having them come out and and present something to our leadership about, you know, recovery awareness, so that they can then take it on to their personnel and and offer these services, and and you know, so for me, it's it's a it's an opportunity that you know maybe personally I'll be able to get involved and, and maybe help some some people, um, but if nothing else, just putting those two those two entities in, in contact with one another, um, is, is, is a really big service project that I'm, I'm very, I, I'm very proud of it. And, you know, it's, I, th I think, you know, to touch on the point you guys touched on about being selfish about it, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily being selfish because this is not necessarily for me, but I, I do take, uh, you know, a great deal of pride in being able to carry that message on to others who who may need it so you know we'll see where that goes but you know that's that's the big one that on, on my horizon that i'm i'm focusing on yeah i think when people say it's selfish it's because it keeps them sober and these things that you're doing if you're getting pride fulfillment joy uh a sense of purpose it is selfish and it you know will continue to keep you sober you know i'm gonna keep touching on um 
on service, but I'm actually curious during the interview, just cause I was asked about this the other day, if, um, I was talking to someone who's newly to recovery and, uh, he was interviewing for a job and he said, should I bring it up? And I kind of went back and forth and I, I put him in contact with somebody else cause I didn't know the answer, but how did that get brought up or did um, you bring I, it up? I, I actually brought it up. Um, you know, and one of the things uh, that brought it up was when I went to rehab and, you know, I was out of work from August until like the middle of November and I was able to utilize my sick time. And, and so we were discussing a uh, scheduling proposal and I, and I said, you know, look, you know, we can't anticipate when something like this happens. I said, you know, for example, and I used my, my absence as the example and, I, you know, I had planned on bringing it up because I wanted to touch on bringing this recovery awareness project to um, the director anyway. But, you know, it, it was it, it's funny because I, I wasn't really nervous. I felt my lip quiver a little bit and I was just like, you know what, screw it. I'm I'm going to I'm just going to tell him. Um, and, I, and I couldn't it could not have been received better. Uh, you know, he was he was extremely appreciative, uh, that I opened up to him in that way. Um, you know, he commended me, he said, listen, I know for some people that's a very courageous act to just even tell somebody that you're in recovery. He goes, it's other people. It's quite easy. And he, and he shared some of, um, his own stories with me. And, and so, you know, it's, it really was just this, you know, I, I think again, talking about dropping the stigma, it, it for me, it's just, a way for me to be honest about one of the ways I'm not okay. And it, it's totally normal to be not okay. And, and so I, I think as, as we kind of humanize this and, you know, make it relatable to people who, you know, maybe don't understand that drink, drinking and drugging is a symptom of what we have. Um, you know, it's, it's, I think that's, that's an important part for people who, who aren't afflicted with addiction. Um, but no, it, and, and it's a, it's something that I did go back and forth on and I spoke to a few people about it and I wondered if I should bring it up. And I eventually decided that I, you know, I'm, I, I want to be honest. I want to be open. And, and again, if I didn't, to be honest, if I didn't have this recovery awareness, uh, initiative that I'm trying, that I'm kind of championing, I probably would not have brought it up. Um, I, you know, because maybe in that context, it's not necessary. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't really add any layers uh, outside without that project uh, in focus. But but yeah, no, it, it's it was uh, it was a very positive experience for me to see it received uh, so well. I remember on episode two, I was <laughs> I was kind of in a state of disarray, and I was talking to you guys about how my life was still a little unmanageable, and how you know I'm getting the job back situated, I'm working on, you know, home life and this, that. And I was like, I am not able to be the GSR or um, general service representative or, you know, I just felt bad that I wasn't doing as much within the meetings as far as direct service work to the meetings. And one thing that was impactful that Jason actually said was, you know, everyone's recovery is different certain people can chair meetings, certain people can be the, uh, you know, the GSR or this or that or whatever, or sponsor for people. And I think that stuck with me. And 
I, I do think that my service is different than yours um, in the fact that, you know, you guys are, I would say, a little heavier vested in, in meetings and sponsoring. And, you know, Ben, you just started sponsoring, which is great. And I do want to get there eventually. Um, but, but I think that's okay. And, you know, my, the way I do service, like I said, is just different. And, you know, I'll keep doing that until I have time to kind of vest my energy into other things. I think that's a great point, Chris. And I want to reiterate that. I think everybody's program is individual to them. And that goes for service, too. You know, I remember when I was freshly out of rehab, starting to throw myself into my program, I thought that I had to really do everything that I'm doing now chair meetings and talk to newcomers and, um, you know, be part of uh, committees and like all of this different stuff. But really service is as simple as talking to someone who doesn't have as much time as you and sharing your experience on how you got to where you are. That's it. It could be that simple. And I've seen myself grow and develop because I, I put myself at a very high bar for success. And when I was looking at other people, and, and even when I first got my first couple of sponsees, I wanted them to be doing more. But what I got to was that maybe that's not where they're at, or maybe that's not how their program works. And I am nobody to dictate how someone else's program goes. Even in a sponsor-sponsee relationship, I can offer suggestions but they're just suggestions, you know? And I do have to say there, I have three current sponsees right now that are active and they're all at different levels of service. But what they're all doing is they're all connecting with one another and they're all sharing their message. And that that can be done in um, chairing meetings. Some are speaking. Um, I have a sponsee who's speaking for the first time uh, this this week. And, you know, and, and another who is calling another addict every single day. So there's all these different layers to service, which, which I think makes the programs that we work and, and the recovery program that we work so unique and so individualized. Yeah, I think uh, also there's growth as you get further along in your time. And I mean that by when I first got out, I used to go to meetings with this group of people. And honestly, if they didn't at that time go to meetings, I wouldn't have gone. And unfortunately, every single one of them, I don't think, you know, well, number one is either even alive, but some of them are back in rehab, some are still using, just disconnected. But at that time, those people were very integral to me staying sober. So, and that's what I mean. At that time, they were doing service for me. And now, you know, I know a few younger people and I go to meetings that are, are freshly back and I hope they stick with it. Um, so, you know, hopefully my growth helps them. And, you know, that whole uh, dichotomy just keeps going. Yeah. Going back to Jason, what you said about you've seen yourself grow. I've, I've definitely seen you grow. You know, I, I think that it's in, in the circle of the four of us, there, there is, uh, there's no secret that 
Jason's kind of the, the, the daddy of, of, of recovery. And, and, you know, there was, and it's funny because there was definitely, you and I do share a lot of similarities. And in that six, seven, eight month period is, you know, kind of where you were pushing on us a little bit and be, and saying, you know, well, you got to be doing more. You got to be doing more. You got to be doing more. And so then I, I think it's been a, and again, I'm projecting a lot here, but, you know, I think, you know, to see you kind of let go by having sponsees, um, by <laughs> the, the chat is just blowing up because of my use of the word daddy. But, you know, the, you know, you know, I, I, that that means so, something much different in my community. Let me tell you. Well, and strictly in the recovery context, you know. But I think see, no, you know, seeing you get sponsees and then you going through that journey for yourself of realizing that, you know, it would have just taken you. It would have taken everything you had to try and get each one of them to the level of what your expectations might have been at the beginning. And so for you to come to the realization that. You know, we all knew at some point that w w everybody has to recover on their own. We all knew that instinctually. We all said it. But to actually be okay with it and to not allow it to consume us is a, a very big thing in in my recovery, um, you know, for, with in my personal relationship, with, you know, my relationship with Matrix, in my relationship with anybody in the room. Um, and, and, yeah, it's it's... And just touching on what Chris said about, you know, how about being a little more vested. Again, I just couldn't agree more that it's it's just what it's just what works for me. And, you know, it it's it's been an, it's been evolutionary, you know, because for a while I was I had my hand up every the first one was my hand up every time until I was gent it was gently suggested to me that do you actually know what the hell you're sharing about? And and that was a big lesson for me about checking my motives. And so, you know, I thought I was getting into service by being the first one to share and volunteering for every at every business meeting to chair a meeting. And now I just don't look at it that way. You know, I I'm hosting uh, I'm chairing uh, uh, the, our Monday Big Book meetings this this month. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to put my hand up next business meeting because there's been plenty of people that could come in the rooms that that need opportunities to to share and to get into service the same way I needed that at the beginning. I, I think that's a, an excellent point, Ben. Um, you know, I, I was also that person who was putting my hand up all the time, you know, taking the service commitments when there was just that momentary, you know, silence in a business meeting. Um, I would automatically grab the opportunity because I thought, it had to be done in it. And if someone's not going to automatically grab it, I have to go do it. And then my sponsor was like, that's great that you want to do service, right? He, it, it's for me in Alcoholics Anonymous, it's one of the cornerstones of, of our recovery program, right? The thing is, though, is that every time that I put my hand up and every time that I put my, my name in for a committee or a chair position or whatever, I took the opportunity away from someone else to do their first service opportunity and take their first service commitment. And when I got that point, I stopped putting my hand up. Now, you know, again, I'm I'm very actively involved. 
with with my program and with the recovery community. But I also have started to create space for other people to start stepping up and take that first commitment that maybe they weren't comfortable with doing, but I've seen just grow and develop and really launch off into their own programs because they've taken a service commitment. Yeah, that is such a big point of taking an opportunity away from somebody else. At the very beginning, I was so invested that I was taking time. I was I was literally taking days off to chair meetings from work. And like I, I would put my hand up for service commitments for the month and, you know, I would take days off of work. And there was one day early on that I wasn't able to or I, I, I think I was I was going to take off. And I was talking to my sponsor about it. And he's like, he's like, well, isn't work a priority too? Like, and he was explaining that it was a, a gentle lesson in balance that, you know, yes, you took the service commitment and yes, you've taken time off of work, but you don't need to always take the time off of work. And I, and I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to feel uh, guilty. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to, not be able to do something that I put my hand up for. And, but so, you know, this past month, I, I, again, I was going to attempt to take off of work uh, to, so that I would be able to chair one of the Monday meetings. I was not able to, and it wasn't even a question. I, I had somebody in mind who, you know, just had gotten past a hundred days and I was like, Oh, perfect. This is a chance for him to get into, into service. And I asked him, he said, he, he said yes. And it was great. And, and, and I didn't, I wasn't even able to attend the meeting, but he thanked me later for giving me the opportunity. And that's the thing that, you know, that's, that's more service. It's not just service by me hosting the meeting. It's when I can't chair a meeting that I said I was going to, by giving somebody else the chance to do that. Yeah. It's the, uh, the art of the pause, which we'll touch on at a uh, later date. But like you guys said, you know, I think it's about giving, you know, checking your ego, checking your motives and balance. It's those three things. So, you know, why am I doing this? Is it to boost my own ego? Is it to say, you know, I'm doing this, that and the other? Is it is it for yourself or is it truly to help others to help your sobriety? Um, and then is it helping your sobriety? Right. Like if you are just overextending yourself, you're you have this negative return eventually. So, you know, you guys hit it on the head. It's about balance. And with, you know, balances in our lives, in our history, in our, in our current state, it's, or at least for me, it's one of the hardest things. So it's just a moving target at this time. I couldn't agree more, Chris. You know, I think it is about checking our motives. You know, if we're doing it for the accolades, if we're doing it for the reward, if we're doing it so people give us congratulations, then it's defeating the purpose. You know, it reminds me of that phrase around, you know, doing something regardless of if someone sees you do it or not. You know, that's that's true service to me, you know, doing things behind the scenes. Exactly. Returning the shopping cart. Exactly. Absolutely. And I guess my next question would be to talk to the newcomer, you know, what would be one piece of advice that you would give a listener who maybe hasn't done service yet or is thinking about doing service? What kind of advice would you give that person who's looking to step into service for the first time? 
I guess for if you're within a program uh, that has sponsorship, the first thing I would do is say get a sponsor and talk to him. Um, but I'll, I'll take a step on the more generic uh, answer. I think for service when you're out of recovery is the first thing I would say personally is check your balance like you guys were saying and you know as you guys said the word balance it just really hit home to me because there's a lot of times where i was trying to do too much service work and it was having a negative return however i also said that service work is what probably has kept me sober for the last eight months so the first thing i would say is there's no sm too small acts to do so picking up a phone and checking in with someone is service work and you know that is just as important as running a, a meeting and you know it all adds up in the grand scheme of things i think lastly you have to be open to what comes your way so I, I, this is not a religious podcast at all. I personally, I would say I'm religious or spiritual, I would say. You have to be open and observant and willing to almost take what comes to you, I, in my opinion. So you might have something one day, a piece of service that you're not looking for and it just falls in your lap and you have to be open and willing to try or do that. Yep, that is ties directly into what I, my advice would be. I have two pieces. One is don't wait till you think you're ready because you're never going to be ready. It doesn't matter what level of service it is. The first time you're asked to speak, you're going to question it a billion times. The first time that you go to sponsor somebody, you're going to question it a billion times. The first time that you chair a meeting, you're going to question it a billion times. You know, So you're never, ever, ever going to be ready enough to the point where you're going to say, yes, now I will try that despite Jason's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for declarations there, there is try and, you know, just get, just do it, just get in there and, and give it a whirl. And, and Chris, like you said, you know, it's going to come along. It will come along. Service comes along. If you stay connected to your network, if you have a sponsor, if you're working at a program, um, if you're taking the suggestions of others, um, opportunities for service come along. It doesn't have to be in a recovery program. If you're seeing a therapist and, you know, if you're doing smart recovery, which doesn't have sponsors, it has advisors or something to that effect, you know, if you're taking the suggestions of others, then these opportunities will come along. Perfect example, tonight after we're done recording, I'm going to go speak at a 10 o'clock meeting. It's a little later than I normally, you know, speak or, you know, speak. It's, it's normal. It's later than I normally stay up, forget speak. Uh, but, you know, uh, I, my, my sponsor asked me if I could uh, fill in for him a couple days ago. And um, they actually ended up getting somebody. And they said, oh, we, we actually don't need anybody Sunday night, but how about Tuesday? Yeah, sure. What the hell? I'll, I'll do it. You know, it's it's just another chance, and I'm looking forward to it. it you know, I've I've you know shared my story a couple of times, uh, and and I spoke with the lady who runs the media, and she's giving me all these warnings like it's a shit show and don't be nervous. And I'm I don't like I'm like I don't I don't care. Like it's just going to be a, a chance to sit around with other addicts for an hour and 
and shoot the shit and and just share the experience, strength, and hope that that I've gotten in this, you know, almost coming up on a year and yeah, and hear hear what others have to say because I've definitely learned way more from listening to others than I have from listening to myself. Ben, you kind of went right into what I was going to say, honestly. So, you know, just to touch on your last point, I think that, you know, as we recover, as we go through our, our journey of sobriety, listening to someone could be an act of service. Listening to a spouse, listening to our kids, listening at work and not constantly having to talk and prove our point and get out what we need to say. I think listening is an act of service. I, I couldn't agree with you more. The other thing is, is I think you kind of contradicted yourself a little bit in that uh -oh. saying that, that, that there, there is such thing as try, and then you said, just do it. And that's my piece of advice. <laughs> yeah, there is no such thing as try. There's either do or do not. And I'm, I'm recommending to people who are thinking about going into service is what you said, just do it. You can't break anything. We are not sponsored by anybody that has that slogan, <laughs> but you, you can't break anything. If you're asked to speak, you just go do it. If you're asked to chair a meeting, you just go do it. If you're asked to sponsor someone, you just go do it. And there's nothing that's gonna be broken. As a matter of fact, I guarantee you, right here, right now, that you will get more out of doing an act of service than you'll have to put into it. Yeah, I I think that if nothing else comes out of this brotherhood that we've formed, that, you know, this lifelong brotherhood, the, the, the back and forth about do versus try, I hope it always stays because at least, it'll, you know, when, when we're in our 60s and 70s, I hope we're still complaining about it. But you know what? I think there is a bit of a compromise in that if you're willing to try, then just go do it. I think that's for me, you know, where I kind of fall at it, that you're right. It, it is about just, just go do the damn thing. If somebody asked you, if you're thinking about doing it, then go. Uh, but you, you, I think it, it does take, it takes some time and it takes some things to happen for people to get to the place that they have to be, that they're ready to be willing to try. And, you know, I think that, you know, I, you know, again, we're not affiliated with any, any program, uh, but in the program that I work, it's the only, you know, the only requirement for membership is a desire, you know, a desire to stop. And, and so, you know, I think that once you have that desire, then yes, Jason, just, just do it. Just do it. Absolutely. Well, again, for anyone who's thinking about getting into service, I would absolutely recommend just go and do it. Again, thank you so much to all of our listeners for the 1,000 plays in the 10 different countries around the world. We truly appreciate you and thank you from the bottom of our heart. And as always, tonight's episode is dedicated to the still sick and suffering alcoholic and addict, especially the individual who's going to pick up for the first time tonight. Have a good night, guys. Have a good night. Good night. We appreciate your liking and subscribing to our podcast. If you liked what you heard today and would like to support our podcast, feel free to Venmo a dollar to our virtual basket at Sober Solutions Podcast. We want to hear from you too. 
If you have a comment, question, topic, or would like to come on the show, find us on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube at Sober Solutions Podcast. Or you can shoot us an email to SoberSolutionsPodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you like what you've heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show.